It's Tuesday morning, September 25th, and I am running behind this morning. Hi, everybody. My name is Rich Charpentier, and you're listening to the Airstream Chronicles podcast. Thanks for stopping in and spending a little bit of your morning with me. So this morning, I'm running way behind. I had some client work to do first thing in the morning. And so I got that out of the way, and I thought about going out to do some photographic work. We've got some interesting clouds today. But then I looked at my stack of things for other people, not for me. And I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start working on that. So here we are at 7.50 a.m. And I said, oh, I better, uh, I better do today's podcast. And so today is a Tech Talk Tuesday where I talk about mobile tech and also just regular tech, even if you're not mobile. But I am a full-time Airstreamer, so I live in a very small space. So mobile tech's very important to me especially since I do a lot of mobile tech work with websites and drones and photography. It's all digital stuff, right? So today I've got actually two topics in mind. Actually, I've got a list of topics and not all the time in the world, so I'll get some more of these topics in on Thursday. But um, as I've said before, I'm working on a new course online for digital photographers, people who are just really getting into landscape photography and would like to learn more. So I've had a lot of digital photography thoughts in my head. And then I've also had camera specs in my head and smartphone specs in my head. And that's where we're going to start off today. Do the specs even matter to you? So over the past couple of weeks, we've seen a lot of stuff happening in mobile technology. Apple had their recent keynote. They've got their new phones out there. The phones have new cameras. And we're getting all these specifications about what this phone, what this new set of phones can do. And some of my favorite YouTube tech channels have been spending a lot of time. They're speculating on the latest Android phones, the latest Google phones, the latest Samsung phones. And we've got all the new information with the latest iPhones. And my brain is about to explode with all the specs. You know, what's the processor? How, how much storage space? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're now getting to a point where phones and tablets and these mobile devices are costing as much as a laptop or a desktop. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I've noticed that. And so the specs here, do they really matter to me? Uh, I've got an iPhone 8. I had to trade my phone out earlier this year because my iPhone 6's battery decided to not store power anymore. So it died a little early. And I was just interested in um, my big questions were, can I fly my drones with this uh, particular phone? Does the camera look okay to me? And um, can I run all of the apps that I've been running? So how fast the apps open? Do I really care? Because on the on the YouTube universe right now, there's a lot of people comparing the, the latest phones and how quickly the iPhone boots up and how quickly it launches an app. And, you know, we're getting into milliseconds here. I've seen some of the comparisons. And it's interesting from a technical perspective, but does it really help me as someone who's trying to use this equipment productively uh, in my day-to-day -day business, in my travels? Um, not really. Uh, for me, at least. So maybe you're, you know, I am a gearhead. I do like you know, all the latest things that come out. I'm very interested in the latest cameras. I'm very interested in the latest phones. But when we're down to maybe an app opens one second later on this phone than it does on that phone, 
it's really not killing me. It's a second. Now, if it took minutes to boot something up, if it took minutes for something to process on my smartphone, that's a whole other story. But so I think um, I think there's an over-focus in the tech channels out there about all the specs and the newest, latest, and greatest. What I don't hear often when you watch some of these popular YouTubers, uh, Front Page Tech, I enjoy them. I get a kick out of them. Uh, Painfully Honest Tech, another great channel. Linus's Tech Talk, uh, Unbox Therapy. You know, the list goes on and on. And I think the channels are catering to overly tech-savvy people at some points. Um, for most of us, you know, I talk technology regularly, but I try to keep it grounded and uh, accessible to everyone. So the average iPhone user, the average Android user, you know, we have our favorite brands, and are we heavily impacted? Is there something so earth-changing in the latest product releases that's just going to speed everything up for us in a way that we've never seen before. And the answer for me, for everything that I use my mobile tech for is no. Um, there's nothing groundbreaking. You know, every year we have this incremental creep forward, of course, but they're all doing the same things. So I get up in the morning and I check my email to see if I've gotten anything for my clients. I can check my email on my computer or my phone. After I've done that, I usually take a quick walk outside, maybe take a photograph of the latest sunrise and the beautiful granite dells, and the camera on the phone is fantastic. It works as advertised, and I enjoy sharing those images, and you know, most of the images are just snapshots, but if I take a little bit of time, I can actually produce something nice on the level that I can produce with my Canon 5D or my Canon 7D, um, or even with my drone. So... Does the um do the tech specs mean anything to you, or do you just want your phone to do the things you need it to do every day? I think the majority of listeners here are probably going to go in the category of just I just want to um use it for what I use it for. I'm not really too worried about how fast the processor is. I'd um, all of us would always like extra storage space, so there's something that's a tech spec that is interesting to us. Uh, if you're on the road and you're taking a lot of pictures and you're having fun travels. You don't want to run out of space. And battery life, there's another one. Is my battery going to last long enough while I'm walking through Yellowstone? Uh, or is my battery going to die midday, and then I'm going to miss out on those cool photographs of my family uh, enjoying the location? And I use Yellowstone as, as an example because my sister and her family are there right now, so I hope they're having a lot of fun. Good morning, Amy, if you're listening in. All right, so... I'd love to hear from you. You can uh, contact me at rich at rlcdesign.net. If you're using the Anchor podcast platform, you can leave me a one-minute voice memo, and we can, uh, we can include that in an upcoming show so we can follow up on, do these tech specs really matter on our smartphones, or are they fast enough, and as long as they're doing what I need them to do, I'm a happy camper. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. All right, everybody, so this is the middle of the show here, and I'm going to give my own business a quick plug. So RLC Design is the sponsor and producer of these podcasts. And if you go to rlcdesign.net, uh, you can see the kind of work that we do for our clients. So if you're looking to increase your outreach online and you're looking to work with a smaller group that really takes a lot of time to go over what it is you want to do with your website and your online presence, you might want to get in touch with us. 
And once again, you can get in touch with me at rich at rlcdesign.net. And there's also a contact form at rlcdesign.net. So you can pop over there and uh, send in your inquiry. So we do websites, search engine optimization, social media, and we do custom imaging for your business because nothing makes your business stand out uh, like custom photos of what your business is selling. Stock photos are great when you need to fill something in on a website, but if you actually show off your actual business, your physical location, your employees doing the work, it does make an impact with people visiting your website. All right, so now we're going to move on to the second part of today's podcast. I've been thinking a lot about cameras and a lot about shooting, and I've been shooting for, well, 12 years professionally now. And as I'm putting together my new landscape photography class that's covering phones and drones and DSLRs and today's new mirrorless cameras, a lot of thoughts have been popping into my head about photographic rules and the tools that we're using. And I just wanted to talk about it here today because I've been thinking a lot about the rules. I've been doing my new lectures on, you know, when should you shoot as a landscape photographer? Where should you shoot as a landscape photographer? Where, uh, where's the light in relation to where you're shooting? Is the sun behind you? Is the sun in front of you? And, you know, there are a lot of great rules that have carried through the years. If you are into photography at all, you might know about the rule of thirds, where you break up your, um, your viewfinder into a grid pattern. So, and you like to line things up on, uh, on those intersections, vertically and horizontally. You don't want an image shot dead center. You don't want it to be like you're a sniper shooting at a target. Um, you want to create some flow in your images, so don't put everything dead center. Don't put the horizon dead center. Don't put your primary subject dead center. We want to slide those off to one side or the other side. We want to create motion in our images. And, you know, there are all these great rules. Shooting at sunset and sunrise because you've got warmer temperatures. You've got, you know, it's much more colorful at the beginning and the end of the day. And then in the middle of the day, the sun is really harsh and shooting straight down on you and washes things out. And all of these rules I'm talking about in the class, uh, what I've just mentioned and more. And a lot of these rules are going out the window for me, I'm sorry to say. And there's, uh, there's multiple reasons why it's going out the window for me. And one of them, you know, is the fact that we're shooting digital and things are changing and digital sensors are changing. What do I mean by that? Well, let's, let's talk about um, aspect ratios for a minute. I know I'm getting too technical, but you'll get this in just a moment. Portrait studios, for instance, would give usually 8 by 10 prints. So if you went in for your senior portrait setting, your, um, your final product that you got back uh, ready to frame was an 8 inch by 10 inch image. And that harkens back to full frame cameras, the full size cameras in the old days. Um, the, the film is actually set for 8x10, and then we had medium format cameras that were 4x5, so 4 inches by 5 inches. And if you double that size, 4x5 is what? It's 8x10. But now, you know, then came along 35 millimeter, which was a different aspect ratio again. So 
today with digital cameras and with our latest technology, we've got different aspect ratios again. Things that don't quite fit in the old mold of framing things. So what do I mean by that? Well, now we've got high def TV and we've got high def screens and we've got smartphones and tablets that are set up for high def. So what's high def's aspect ratio? It's 16 by nine, 16 inches wide by nine inches tall. And then you can extrapolate from there and make things larger or smaller. But so 16 by nine is not your standard aspect ratio. And you know, a lot of frame stores and things, they don't have uh, ready-made frames for that format. And along with 16 by nine here, I'm gonna just pull up my phone really quick. I'm just taking a fast look at other aspect ratios that are out there and available to us. So on one of my cameras, I have a four by three aspect ratio. So that's four inches wide by three inches tall. And if I were to increase that, you know, let's double that because we can double things in digital. We can make things larger. So if we go just two times, that's going to be an eight by six print. That's kind of an odd size. Or if we went up three times, that's going to be a nine by 12 print. Have you ever heard of these sizes? Probably not. So that is the aspect ratio on my iPhone. And I can also switch the aspect ratio to a three by two. So that's gonna be a four by six print if we double it. And we have heard of four by six prints before. Those are always the little ones that we get. And if we bring this up a little more, um, this can be a six by nine print. So that's three times. So this is a strange aspect ratio as well. So taking a look at my camera phone here, I'm using a uh, app called uh, Pro Camera and it has a bunch of aspect ratios for me and different cameras utilize these different aspect ratios. So I'm sitting here looking five by four. Hey, that works out to a 10 by eight or an eight by 10 if you're in portrait mode, get it? So then I can switch it and four by three. So if we double this, this is going to be an eight by six, which is kind of an odd size. And let's take a look at another one. So now we've got three by two, which yields our four by six little prints. So there's one way to go at it. And also if we were to take this out further, let's make this four times larger. Um, we're talking about an eight by 12 image instead of a eight by 10 image. So there's gonna need to be some cropping. We also have the 16 by nine, that's high def format. We've also got one by one. If you've ever posted anything to Instagram, Instagram loves square photos. It's a one by one aspect ratio. And then also on this, we've got a three by one. So three inches wide by one inch tall. So that's gonna be a super narrow, super long image. And then we've got a custom aspect ratio setting on the phone too. So why am I talking about this? Well, quite simply, we've got a lot of different aspect ratios on a lot of different phones out there now. We've got cropped sensors, we've got full frame sensors, we've got it all. On one of my drones, on one of them, I have a four by three aspect ratio. And on the other one, I have a three by two aspect ratio. So the size of the prints or the size of the images when I import them into my editing software, um, they're all over the place. So nothing's consistent. And with that in mind, 
we have to start rethinking, what about all these rules that I was talking about before? Um, golden hour, sunrise and sunset, that's not affected. But one of the things that pops out in my head is the rule of thirds is heavily impacted. Because if the aspect ratio is different, if we've got something super wide but not super tall, or we've got something square, or we've got something 3 by 2 or 4 by 3 or 5 by 4 whatever it is, when we start looking at the rule of thirds and placing things, we're going to have a different amount of real estate for each of these images depending on the aspect ratio. So now... The rule of thirds, it's, you know, one third of this size versus one third of this size. That's going to have a great impact on where you're positioning things now. So now you have to think more about it because, you know, one third of the way from the left edge of your image um, heading right, one third of the way is going to be very different depending on the aspect ratio. One third of the way from the top or one third of the way from the bottom is going to be extremely different in a one by one photo versus a 16 by nine photo. So the rules now, I still, I still keep them in mind when I'm photographing, but as I'm looking at the fact that I've got cameras that offer me so many aspect ratios, I have to keep in mind what I'm shooting for. So I think now the rule of thirds um, is going to be impacted if I'm planning to put a photograph up that I want to go widescreen on my website or on a slideshow. So the screen that I'm looking at right now is a high def screen. So 1920 by 1080, which works out to 16 by nine. And so that is a long and not as tall image. So it's more like a banner. So if I'm shooting with a camera that's five by four or four by three or a three by two, those aspect ratios look nothing like a 16 by 9 aspect ratio. So a square image, a 1 by 1, if you put it on a high def screen, you're going to have a square and then a lot of dead space. So now I think people have to think more about those rules of thirds and some of the other rules out there because they need to think about the final product in the end. So I'm out shooting with something that isn't, doesn't really have a high-def format. So now I have to think, when I get home and I'm editing these images, I'm going to need to crop them. So suddenly, when you're looking through your viewfinder or you're looking at your screen and you have a specific aspect ratio that you're trying to achieve, things can get a little weird because you're going to need to think about where you're cropping stuff if you want to present it in an HD format on a computer screen, on a website. And you're going to have to think differently if you're shooting with, let's say, you're shooting with a camera that's natively 16 by 9. But in the end, you want to create a 1 by 1 image, so you want to make a square image. Well, I just shot 16 by 9. Where am I taking that square out of? Maybe it's the left-hand side. Maybe it's the middle. Maybe it's the right-hand side. So now there are more thoughts going on for you as a photographer because the equipment you're using might not fit the format that you want to present in. So I have often found myself shooting with my Canon 5D Mark II for client websites. And I've thought to myself, well, I want to make a really cool banner for my clients. So I'm, I want to make an HD banner. I want to make something that is the 16 by 9 aspect ratio. 
but I'm shooting with something that's not a 16 by 9 aspect ratio. So while I'm setting up the shot, I need to think about how much I'm going to crop in from the top because I'm going to be losing a lot of the top and a lot of the bottom from my 5D Mark II. So I need to focus on the middle area of the image and rethink my rules of thirds. So yeah, this is, this is a real challenge in the class that I'm putting together, but I'm gonna talk about it at length like I'm talking about it here. And I'm gonna show people some demonstrations of that uh, in the class as well. So if you're running around, now I've probably got you all confused, but if you're running around taking photos on your RV trips, um, on your family vacations, in the end, you know, enjoy where you are, take the photos as you see fit, and utilize whatever aspect ratio you have on your camera. When you come back home and you're doing your edits and stuff and you find that you want to present things in a certain way, you can always crop things afterward and you can even crop with the rule of thirds in mind because a lot of these editing tools will give you the guide bars on it. But just know that your camera's shooting at one aspect ratio and you might want to produce a print or produce something online at a totally different aspect ratio. So it's going to start challenging you in the field if this is in the back of your mind. You can look at your screen and say, well, this is where the crop would most likely be. And with that in mind, I'm going to need to shoot things a little differently. So yeah, very interesting. Digital has changed a lot and it's allowed for more formats. It's allowed for different sensor sizes. Um, back in the old days, that'd be different film sizes. But in the end, we've got all these formats now that we could print to or output to online. And so it's an extra it's an extra step and an extra thought in your photographic process while you're in the field. If you don't give any thought to it at all, when you come back home, you might have some editing issues depending on how you want to present it. But the, those editing issues will lead you to learn more about how you should shoot, let's say, if you want to present something in a high-def format but you're only shooting in a three by two. It's gonna be a challenge, but over time, you'll develop an eye for it, and most likely, you won't even need the grids because you're going to develop that skill set the more you shoot. And the more you shoot, the more you're gonna see where you actually wanna bring your final images to. All right, so this one went a little long. If you can't tell, I'm a little bit passionate about all these aspect ratios. They are a little wacky, and when I used to sell my photography in a gallery in Prescott, Arizona, it always uh, really threw me for a loop because the aspect ratio of my camera wasn't fit for any ready-made frames. So the frames for my pieces always had to uh, always had to be customized, which always cost more. All right, everyone, thanks again for spending your day with me, or your morning with me, I should say. And I'm going to get off to work here in a few moments. The, the podcast here has already run over 23 minutes. As always, I appreciate you stopping in. And as always, the intro and exit music are licensed through soundstripe.com. There's a link down in the show notes. There's also a link down in the show notes to my Lightroom class, my drone photography class, and my X-Theme class. So if you'd like to support this channel and learn something new, maybe you're getting into photography for the first time and you're getting serious, that Lightroom class and that drone photography class might be just what you're looking for. All right, everyone, we'll see you tomorrow on Wednesday. Have an awesome day.